0: You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hello, welcome to
1: Inside the Jungle. My name is Chandler Fullman, and I am joined today by my co-host, Jace Phillips. And we have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Eric Ellis, uh, better known as Big E to many people, um, including myself. And so how, how are you today, Big e. I'm great, Chandler and Jace. Thank you for having me. I'm looking
2: forward to doing this tonight. Yes, sir. We appreciate you joining us.
1: So, we are going to discuss a um, ar- array of th- different things uh, this evening, uh, including the NBA draft, which Big E uh, attended. Um, and then we are going to talk about the trip to Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, Israel. And then we're going to talk a little about the lineup and the newcomers. So we'll start with the we'll start with the NBA draft. Um, Jace, what do you think about what do you
2: think about the draft? Well, I definitely think that Jabari going uh, to the Rockets um, and not being picked first that definitely is going to have a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's definitely going to you know want something to prove immediately. Um, and so I think that was probably the biggest takeaway for me. Um, and then kind of the whole situation of Walker being drafted and then, you know, all the trade and deals and things that were made after that and finally uh, finding his home in the at Utah. So, I, you know, I'm excited for both of those guys, and I think they both got a, a lot to prove.
1: Yes, I, I thought uh, Jabari uh, being picked third definitely leaves a chip on Jabari's shoulder. And gives him some motivation. But uh, Biggie, how was your trip to the draft? And t- just tell us a little about it, and what happened that day, and what went on, and just everything involved. Okay, great. Well, I had
3: I had the the the, the privilege of going with the coaching staff up there to the draft. Um, we took the or took the university jet. which scheduled to take both university jets at the last minute. One of the planes had a mechanical issue, so. Had to go to plan B, and uh, the staff went on the other jet, the uh, AU jet, and the, the uh, folks in my group went on a, a booster plane. But everything worked out okay, and it was really a, a unique experience. Um, it was held at the Barclays Center, and if any of you've been there or watched any games on TV, you'll know that the, middles, the middle section has uh, suites around the middle, uh, all the way around the, the arena and we were privileged to be in one of those suites overlooking the floor where the draft actually took place. It was a very unique setup, and I was very honored and privileged to be there. It, it's kind of one of those bucket list items, I guess, and being able to go with, with, the, with the staff was
1: was a really, really a lot of fun. Definitely. What What did you think about Jabari not going until the third pick, and uh, then what did you think about where Walker Kessler went? Well, I think with, with Jabari... From from an Auburn
3: perspective, I think everybody was surprised that he did not go as the first overall pick. It was a kind of a bittersweet um, scenario inside the suite and on the floor because Coach Pearl obviously was um, I think somewhat su- surprised or a little bit disappointed that Jabar did not go first. Um, however, after he got picked third, it was kind of a relief. And you know when you when 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 BP and his staff had time to really kind of let things soak in. It was obvious that they were extremely proud of their player because, you know, going third in the overall draft is, yeah. is, a, is a major accomplishment. Definitely. And uh, Jabari's family was there, and obviously they were, they were very proud as well. And, um, you know, I don't know how many of our listeners have had a chance to kind of be around Jabari or are watching play, but he's just a super, super young man. You know, he had all, with his talent, he had all the reasons. He could have kind of been a diva or, or a superstar, mm-hmm. but that is not in his DNA at all. He was he was a, a super teammate, became a leader on the team early mm-hmm. on last year, and that was reflected even, even in the draft. You could tell some disappointment on his face by not going first, but, but again, after being drafted third and, and being able to let that soak in, he was a very humble and, and very appreciative young man for the future that, that lays in front of him.
2: Yeah, Biggie. Big E, I just want to touch on something you just said. I think you hit the nail on the head talking about just the kind of phenomenal guy Jabari was. And one thing I really thought was cool is how, on this big stage, he has been such an advocate for Auburn, um, him and Walker both. And I think that's just been a great thing for uh, Bruce Pearl and our just our whole basketball program and just getting guys here for the future, definitely.
3: It says a lot, Jace, when – you. Your guy's drafted, and the first thing he does is open his sport coat, and he has all those uh, Auburn um, things, I guess, s- sewn or woven into the inside of his coat. That to me, that spoke volumes about that he is a true Auburn man. And you asked me about about Walker too. Um, you know, Walker went in a good spot too, considering he was only here for one year and only playing two 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 years of, of college ball. I think I think if there if there was any um, weakness on Walker's part going into the draft, you know, from just from some scuttlebutt that we heard once we got up there from some of the scouts was that they were saying that, that if he has a weakness, and I say if, uh, it's it would be that he kind of needs to bulk up and kind of kind of get a little a little bit bigger because he may he may struggle a little bit adjusting to the to the rigors of the NBA, you know, playing in the paint, but but. His upside is, is pretty phenomenal. And there again, you've got another super kid coming from a great mm-hmm. family. It's just a testament to what the staff is doing, bringing in not only great athletes, but great people as well. And both of these kids were, are evidence of that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. and um, I think Walker, The I mean, we knew coming into the season that Jabari was probably going to be a top five, top ten pick. I mean, his talent was just off the charts. But I really think Walker, uh, what, he go, I think, 22nd overall. I mean, that is incredible because he came from North Carolina, a blue-blood basketball school, where he was only, I think, averaging maybe three to five points a game. Maybe six or eight minutes a game, I think. Yeah, and then he comes to Auburn. And, I mean, it's just incredible his transformation in one year – and the way that Bruce Pearl developed Walker Kessler and just took Walker to a whole new level. Um, I mean, 22nd in the NBA draft, and I, I think that's just a testament to to Bruce Pearl and the coaching staff's development. Absolutely, Channer. Coming in, uh, uh, I think the plan for Walker was
3: he's, he'll probably be here two years and then develop and, and get better and then go in the second year, but, but you hit it with the with the development that he was able to accomplish uh, with his staff and playing with his teammates he literally you know went from from a from a low level player to obviously a, a first round pick in one year so and that's a testament to his work ethic and also a testament to the the kind of staff we have here to be able to develop players because as you know this
1: staff has done that really from from day one I 100% I mean the entire staff has done a great job I mean from I, and if I West Flanagan, Chad Pruitt, um, Burgermaster, I mean, Coach Coach Bowman, Ira Damon, Bowman, Damon Davis, the Damon guy. Davis, I mean, you,
3: and I'm sure we left somebody off. Marquise Daniels is a yeah. guy that played in the pros, and so you know, one of his major jobs yeah. jobs is just to just to just to be around the kids and and live life with them and yeah. and help them. Get ready for their for, for their future. Just, yeah, it's just all the way down the line.
1: I think the the Auburn staff that Bruce Pearl has pieced together is truly one of a kind, and is truly a testament to the to the great knowledge and coaching ability of Coach Pearl and the way he can piece together a staff. But um, let's go ahead and. Move on, unless Jace do you have anything else about the draft?
2: No, I think that's about it. So let's go ahead and transition into talking about the birthright for college basketball tour um and Big e is actually going to be attending this uh tour alongside the team so we're excited to have him kind of talk about you know that and us preview this tour that the team's going to be going on from. July 31st through August the 10th. So, Big E, can you just kind of tell us what are some things that the team might be doing while they're over there other than playing a little basketball? Okay,
3: we leave Saturday, um, 30th, I think it is. Yep, headed to Israel. Um, and about as you as you mentioned, Jason, the team will be playing three games in Israel, and they're over there for about, I think, in Israel actually for 10 days. It's about a two-week trip, Take, counting the travel of going and coming. But there are several days set aside to um to to tour obviously the holy land and and see the sites over there and, and I know one of the main things well one of the two main things coach Pearl wants to do is develop that team chemistry that bonding and man i mean what a great way to do that taking a team of i think what four or five newcomers on staff mm-hmm. and 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 their first trip's going to be to go to israel to the holy land i mean that's a that's a that's a a, a trip of a lifetime, a bucket, a bucket mm-hmm. list, item. and I hope these guys realize uh, what they're in for and what Auburn University
1: and Coach Burley and his staff uh, are providing. Just How lucky and how blessed they are yes. to be able to go on this trip. Yes, yes. But go ahead and continue telling us about what exactly is going to go on and happen on the trip. I, I mean, if you know – I'm yeah, not...
3: yeah, yeah. I, I, I they furnished us a preliminary itinerary. I should have brought it tonight, but I didn't. But I think I can remember most of it from from maybe from from memory. Um, as I said, there there are three ball games that will be played at eight o'clock Israel time and twelve noon noon Central time Central. here, and all three games will will be televised on the SEC network. Um, and then I know that that that. Um, the team is going to take two or three days to to visit some specific Holy Land sites, and uh, and there's some things that, that 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 just Bruce Pearl and the staff know about, which is fine, because again they're they're going over there to uh, to bond and and develop the roster and, and get ready for the for the season. But I do know that Coach Pearl has two or three special things planned for them um, to really kind of not only help them bond from a basketball perspective, but also to see to see where Jesus walked and, and just to experience the holy land.
1: Yeah. I think that's will be truly a, a trip of a lifetime for these young men. And like you said, I hope they I hope they truly grasp and understand just how blessed and lucky they are to, to be able to make this trip as a eighteen to twenty two year old young man. Absolutely. We
3: fly into Jerusalem and stay in Jerusalem for the first four days and the First basketball game will be played in Jerusalem. Then everybody will transition over to Tel Aviv, which is, I think, well, it used to be the capital. Now, Jerusalem's the capital, mm-hmm. thanks to the previous administration. But anyway, on, the, on day four, we tran- transition over to Tel Aviv and we'll be there for the remainder of the trip. And the last two games will be played in Tel Aviv. And I, I think the last game is going to be played against an, an Israeli semi pro team, which yes. is going to be <laughs> some really top notch competition. That ought to, that ought to really uh, stretch our guys. And uh,
1: Yeah. yeah. Jace, would you like to tell us a little about the schedule that these guys are going to be playing?
2: Yes, so on August the 2nd, we will be playing the 20U national team from Israel, and that game will take place in Jerusalem, like Big E said. Um, On August the 7th, we'll be playing the Israel All-Star Select team, Um, and both of those games will be at, or actually all three of these games are going to be at 12 Central. Um, And on August the 8th, uh, we'll be playing the Israel national team. So,
3: and I think Jace, those last two games are in Tel Aviv, right? Yes,
2: the second, the second and third game are both in Tel Aviv, and the first game is in Jerusalem.
3: So we're playing one one team twice, and then the semi-pro team are the last game.
2: Well, we're we're playing the all-star select team, the national team, and then a twenty U team.
1: So it looks like we're playing three different teams. I don't know if any of these uh, Israelian. I don't know if that's how you what you call Israeli them. Israeli Israeli. Um, Israeli guys. I don't know if any of the these if those guys will be on two different teams. Um, that's a great question. I don't I know. I, don't know. Um, I did look up the under twenty team and uh, Noam Do- Dovrat is is their leading scorer, averaging seventeen point seven points per game. He is a six five small forward. And then their second leading scorer, Gilad Levy, is a 7-1 center, at averaging 15 points per game. And he is also uh, the leading rebounder, averaging 9 rebounds a game. So I'll be interested in how we match up against this uh, 7-1 guy that's averaging 15 and 9. I think that'll be interesting in, in how we match up against him. And then their leading assist guy is... Amit Aharoni, um, averaging 5.3 assists per game. Um, And then I was unable to find anything on the all-star select team, um, but the Israeli national team is led by Tomer Gannat, averaging 13.3 points per game. He's a 6'8 power forward. Um, And then he's also their leading rebounder uh, with 7.8 rebounds per game. Um, so, uh, just some names to look out for uh, while you're watching Auburn on the SEC Network are Tomer, Tomer Gannatt, um that it will be on August 8th, and then probably Noam Dovrat uh, will be a name to watch out for on August 2nd. Um, but any last comments or any other comments on, on what you're looking
2: forward to most on the trip? I think I'm just looking forward to the team having that experience together, um, able to bind, um, and also just to kind of start playing some ball together and learning how to play as a team. Um, I did read that this is only the second forum trip ever that will be aired on the SEC network. Uh, so, either you know, all that being said, I think it's just a great opportunity for the team. And why do you think Auburn is being is being televised? On on an
3: ESPN network for only the second time, as far as a, uh, an international trip. Why do you think that is?
2: I think that just all goes back to Bruce Pearl and this, bingo, and this bingo. program that he's building. So, you know, yeah.
3: you know, BP was with it was with the Scc uh, with the ESPN networks prior to being named head coach at Auburn for what, Chyna? Two or three years, three or four years, mm-hmm. and the, obviously he made some great contacts up there and. You know, BP being the, the promoter and the master PR guy that he is, you know, I, I probably called in some favors or, uh, you know, kind of used a little leverage. And, uh, and ESPN is, is televising these games. And what a great promotion for Auburn
1: basketball. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're, we're the only thing going this summer for the next two weeks. Yes, 100%. That, that'll be incredible trip for the guys. I'm really excited to watch them on TV um, with all three games being televised. Just an incredible trip to get Auburn some national exposure. Um, And, I mean, just an incredible opportunity for these guys as well. I mean, I really don't see – I don't think there is a downside to this trip. So, I just think it's an outstanding opportunity for everybody involved, and I'm super excited to, to see how it plays out. And the
3: rumor is that ESPN is also going to send some folks on this trip to do a little kind of behind-the-scenes documentary, okay. and supposedly uh, that 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 may be ready to be um, uh, broadcast probably sometime this fall or going into a basketball season. And, and you know, if if you've ever watched some of those things on ESPN, those are to me really really fun things because you get to see a lot of behind-the-scenes yeah. things that you don't that, that average fan never gets to see. So that
1: that that ought to be interesting. So, Jace, do you want to lead us off uh, transitioning into talking about the newcomers on the team?
2: Yes, so we will be having three freshmen uh, join the roster in Yohan Traor, Chance Westry, and Trey Donaldson. Uh, Trey Donaldson and Chance Westry, uh, Bruce and his staff have been out to get them um, for a while, uh, but Yohan Traor is one name that... You know, for those of you that don't know, he was once committed to LSU. Um, and so, you know, once LSU's coach was fired, we were kind of able to, you know, steal Traor from them. And I think that he's going to be a great addition to this roster and really be one of those players that can kind of give us some action right away.
1: Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm really excited to see Chance Westry. I think he's probably, in my opinion uh, – uh, I think he's probably the name that's been least talked about um, coming in, playing like a shooting guard, small forward role. But I really think that he is, he's going to be electric. Um, and from the videos I have seen what I, all I've heard about him, he can shoot the ball. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him uh, be a, a Bryce Brown, Mustafa Heron type player maybe kind of a mixture between the two really excited about uh, his potential and his future
0: hey auburn fans i want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special here at the e2c network we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for auburn fans out there and best of all it's free to you but just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode.
1: Then we also are adding a transfer in Johnny Broom, who I am thrilled about. Jace, tell us a little
2: about mr broom yes so johnny broom is coming to us from moorhead state um in his freshman year at moorhead state he averaged 16.8 points a game and 10.5 rebounds a game so i would say averaging a double double your you know your freshman year in college you know that's not too bad so
1: yeah biggie have you i know i think you've been able to go and see a few practices live in person um what can you tell us about these these four newcomers? Um, who who has been a shown out? Who is? Are you excited to see anybody in particular? Yeah, I
3: did. I did have a chance to go to a practice about I guess a week or ten days ago. Um, and on that particular day, uh, the staff was actually most of the practice while I was there was was putting in plays and trying to get folks to learn you know where to be in this position when the mm-hmm. ball goes here and when you change and and, and change guarding another player or and that type of thing um, but just from a naked eye and I'm certainly far far from an expert but just from a naked eye from, from from a fan's perspective it it looked like that all four of our new guys were basketball and smart if you were for for, for most of the plays Bruce was only only Bruce would kind of walk through the play and, and show everybody what to, where to where to be where to go and then they would run the play a couple of times and 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 most of the time, after that second time, pretty much everybody everybody had it down. Yeah, which was
2: impressive to me because you got four new guys on the floor, three of which I think are freshmen, right? Yes. that is correct. Yeah. And yeah. I think Trey Donaldson—that's—he is another player that's kind of an under the radar player that you don't you don't hear a lot of talk about him. But he is a phenomenal athlete. He even had, you know, he once was a—he's a, a two-sport athlete—and he even had several Division One offers for both, you know, football and basketball. So I think Trey Donaldson—he brings a lot to the team as far as just his athleticism and being able to drive to the goal. I think he will be a big addition, and I think that being able to play alongside players like Wendell Green and Zepp Jasper, um, those will be two players that I feel like can really help him um, mold his game and, you know, really develop himself. Yeah, based on what I saw just that one day of practice, and obviously just being out there for an hour and a half,
3: you know, there's obviously a lot more stuff I'm sure that's being in st- installed, obviously. But just from that one day, Joni Broom and Johan Traor are two young guys. But obviously, that it's going to be tough to replace a, a, a Walker Kessler and a Jabari. Jabari, yeah. But 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 these guys are t- these guys are athletic and, and, and they and they and they have talent. And so you know, just just probably. We may we may grow as we as the season goes on. May may struggle a little early, but I but but, but based on their athleticism, hopefully by the time the SEC season gets here, we'll be uh, running this thing like like smooth oil, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and something I'm really excited about with with Johann is just simply the fact that he will be in an Auburn uniform instead of an LSU uniform. And yeah, that's probably a little shot at LSU. But Boy, so be it. Yeah, so be it. But also, I think it's it's truly we we truly should value uh, how he is truly in a Auburn uniform instead of a LSU uniform. Because I mean, you think about that—that that guy. I mean, he was a top twenty-five recruit in the nation. He could be a playmaker and he could change a game. No question. And, that's a huge difference in he could be changing the game for LSU. Now he's going to be changing the game for Auburn. So I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, him play and all four of these guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Donaldson
3: and um, Westry. Yeah. Chance Westry. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're both going to help from, from both guard spots. And as you mentioned, uh, Westry may play a little small forward as well, Um, which, you know, last year, as we struggled a, a little bit down the stretch, we didn't have a lot of depth from those two guard positions. So this, this, uh, these two kids coming in uh, with Zepp and are really, really helped as far as depth depth wise for the one and two spot.
2: Yeah, I agree. And one, uh, one other addition to this roster um, is Jalen Harper uh, and. Jalen Harper, while he probably will be named a walk-on, I just think that that's really cool to see, you know, seeing Jared Harper come through Auburn. And, you know, everybody knows, you know, what kind of player Jared was and how much he meant to the Auburn family and how fun he was to watch. And now getting to see his brother get the same opportunity to be a part of this team and be a part of uh, Bruce Pearl's staff, I think that's just really cool for, for the Harper family and, you know, for us as the Auburn family to get to, to,
3: to see Jase, that's just another testament to the, the 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 type of program that we have here. You know, you you don't see lots of times a kid that follow follow a brother who was a great player, who was a playmaker here, led us to a championship, and 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 Jared and now his his younger brother's coming in as a walk on, um, and I'm sure a lot of that's because of, of the experience that his brother had and the family feeling feeling really good about this coaching staff and and this coaching staff embracing. That family
1: aspect. Yep, one hundred percent agreed. And I think our uh, our last topic of the day is just going to be talking about the entire team and in the entire team in general, and then what each of us thinks will be the starting lineup this season for Auburn. So um, I'm gonna let Jace lead us off um, because. Uh, Jace probably knows the least, don't you think? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think, uh, Jace, lead us off. Since you you are the only person with the notes, um, <laughs> let, I'm going to just be honest here. Jace is the only person that truly prepared. That's right. Um, so, Jace, why don't you lead us off in talking about who your starting lineup would be?
2: Yes, I definitely think that we are going to have one newcomer in the lineup and uh, Jonah Broom. And I think that, you know, he'll be playing the five. I think that Wendell will be the one this year. Um, but I do think that time will be split pretty evenly with ZEP. I don't think it'll, you know, be primarily Wendell with a little bit of ZEP. I think that time will be pretty even just like it was last year. I think Katie will be the two. But I think that Chance Westry... Is, is going to be a name that you hear a lot this year. I think he's going to be a player that's an instant impact and, you know, one that has a lot to contribute. I think he's just a really good team player, and I think that's a huge reason on why Bruce was so interested in chance so early. Um, I do think that Flan- Flanagan will get the three, but I do think this is the year you're going to see Chris Moore, um, you know, start to push Flanagan a little bit, and I think Chris Moore, um, you know, he's the type player he can play the three, but he can also, you know, play a little big boy ball and play the 4 if he has to. Um, and I think Jay Will will get the go at the 4. Um, but once again another immediate impact player I think will be Antoine Traore. I think he's going to be somebody that can really, you know, give Jay Will um, a, you know a challenge and I think that'll help, you know, Jay Will's game tremendously because you know if you've got somebody right there competing with you at your position, that just makes you, you know, you want to prove yourself even more and um you know, just, you know, be the best you can for the team. And I think that Dylan Cardwell, you know, he is about as big of an Auburn man as you can be. And uh, I think he's probably one of the fan favorites. And I think that he has been putting in tremendous amount of work this off season. Um, he's gotten in really good shape and he's gotten to where he can run the floor, you know, about as good as any big man you're, you're going to have. So I think you're going to see a huge transformation in, uh, Cardwell's game and I'm excited to see what he can bring to that center position as well.
1: Yeah. Um I I have a couple disagreements. Um I know that's a shocker for Jace. Um me and Jace like to we like to uh I don't know disagree just to disagree sometimes. Um but I think we are gonna see Zelp continue to start at the one um in my opinion. Now is that to mean that Wendell is not uh, not worthy of starting? No. Um, I, I just think Wendell will actually, in my opinion, I think he might see some time at the two this year. Um, and I think Trey Donaldson might be a, a player that we could see at the two. I think Chance Westry and KD, um, I think Chance Westry more so could be a player that we could see at the two or the three. I think a lot of these players on this team um, – have an option to play one or two or possibly even three different positions, which I am really excited, but I'll go ahead and get to the starting lineup part. So I'm going to put Zelp at the one, um, KD at the two, uh, and that is very, very close. I think Chance will really push to either take KD or Flanagan spot, but I'm going to go ahead and give Flanagan the nod at the three, And then here's where I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to give Treyor the nod at the four. um, And that's not a shot at Jalen. I just really like – I think Jalen is truly a great team player. Um, And Jalen could very well um, be the starter. I could very well be wrong on this. Um, I know I'm not wrong a lot. Um, But um, that's just – that's a joke. Um, But – I, I think Traor will get the start at the four. And then I, I do agree that Broom will be getting the start at the five. But a player that I agree with Jace to watch out for is Dylan Cardwell. Um, I, I I know that he has greatly improved this season. Um, John Rothstein sent out a tweet saying, watch Dylan Cardwell to be the most improved player in the SEC. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how Cardwell has, has improved and progressed. Um, but that's who I think will be the starting five. What do you think, Biggie? I'm going to take a different slant than
3: you, than you two guys. And, of course, you know, this, all this is just opinions, personal opinions on our part. But I think initially, especially in, in, in Israel, you're going to see some kind of crazy lineup than, from what we kind of expect. Because with these four new kids or four new, four new uh, teammates on the roster, you know, Bruce and his staff has an oppor- have an opportunity to uh, take these early season games in August, which you don't normally have. And, and I think you're going to see what, uh, Zepp, Wendell, uh, Chance, and um, KD – and and the other new the other new guy play one two and and maybe a uh, a chance and and uh, who am I leaving out Who's the other guard Trey Thank you Trey Yeah maybe play some two and three You know no. you know because because really this team has a, has an opportunity here They've got about two or three months here to play three three games against quality competition to mm-hmm. just try to figure out where our strengths are where our weaknesses are where these new guys can fit in where they can where they can complement the existing roster, um, and you guys mentioned there's two guys coming back that that are uh, veterans, and Jalen Williams and Dylan Cardwell. They've paid mm-hmm. their dues, and you know Bruce um, likes to likes to go with that a lot in terms mm-hmm. of of rewarding um,
1: experience.
3: Ex- yes, sir, rewarding experience and 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 rewarding loyalty. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Jalen and, and and Dylan both get a lot of playing time early. And you know, if you look at our pre-conference schedule, the way the thing is designed, we've got we've got it's a pretty good mix of of some really um, challenging competition, as well as maybe some middle of the road teams that you would think, but you never know, you know, t- t mm-hmm. till you play the game. So it wouldn't surprise me to see several different combinations until we get into maybe mid to late December, and then mm-hmm. when everything shakes out, um, depending on how these new guys do, it wouldn't surprise me to to, to see some of the the veterans. Uh, your Zepps, your Wendells, maybe your Jalen's, and and I'll, I'll, obviously your Flannigan's be in there uh, come SEC time. But to me, guys, the uh, the, the 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 unknown is Alan Flannigan. Mm-hmm. Can he come back and be the player that he was his freshman and sophomore years? Can he can he finally fully recover from that injury, both physically and mentally, and return to the play, mm-hmm. to, to to his potential? This team needs Allen Flanagan to have a big year for a lot of reasons. He can be a leader, um, and if he can if he can get back to the Allen Flanagan of old, that's just another weapon that this team will will have.
2: I agree, and kind of going off of that, I, same thing with Chris Moore. One, uh, you know, people think he just didn't play much last year because you know he just he wasn't competing well in practice or he wasn't doing what he needed to do, but. Chris Moore was actually battling injury a lot of last season, right. especially um, down the stretch. The yes. last
3: the last six or eight. Weeks and Chris the Moore,
2: I mean, this is a guy we're talking. I'm, we're talking Mr. Arkansas, and I mean one of the top players in the state of Arkansas. And so I think he has great potential, and he could really get some some good minutes at that three spot. Um, you know, if Flanagan isn't being the player we need him to be, and so that that's the good thing about having you know a lot of depth on your team is you know. Whenever one player is, is not, you know, doing their job, you know, it's the next man up. And um, I think that just speaks a testament to the kind of depth we're going to, you know, continue to have into this next season.
3: And Chris Moore, Jace, is the, is the epitome of a, of a great teammate. If you noticed him on the bench last year down the stretch, he didn't play hardly at all. As you mentioned, he had, he, he had an injury. And when he did get in, it was just maybe for, you know, a couple, three minutes on, on a rotation. But if you notice, timeouts, he was the first one off the bench mm-hmm. leading, leading, encouraging his teammates, um, you know, kind of trying to fire them up. And, 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 and to me, that that, that that speaks volumes. And he did that game after game after game. I think. Knowing, knowing that he wasn't going to get many minutes. Yeah, and well, I think that's huge.
1: And I, I like what Big E pointed out there was how he was the first off the bench. But if he was first, let me tell you, there was a guy not far behind him, and that is Babatunde, Stretch, yes, sir. um, Yes, sir. And that's a guy that's on the team still. And he is a – Chris Moore and Babatunde, or Stretch, whatever you call him, um, are two integral, key, super important pieces. The
3: intangibles.
1: That, that, that yep. people don't appreciate near enough. And Absolutely. I don't think that you can say enough about just the type of teammates they are and they will continue to be this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I do expect both of them to play a bigger role this year. Now, how much of a bigger role? I don't know. But I do expect both of them to play a bigger role this season. Stretch, stretch is an all-American story.
3: You know, Came over here from Africa had a chance to come to America and literally live the American dream. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's taken advantage of every single second of it. He's so appreciative Mm -hmm. just to be a part of the team. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's, and he's, he's turned out to be a huge, huge leader for this ball club.
2: Yes. And that's just as, you know, that having those players on the team is just as important as having that player. That's going to give be that consistent score Um, In order to keep team morale up, even when, you know, you do have those tough times throughout your season. Um, But like Biggie mentioned a minute ago, we do kind of have that, you know, pre-conference play where we have those middle-of-the-road opponents. A lot of the time, those opponents can be dangerous. Um, And just kind of looking ahead, Auburn will tip off the season at Auburn Arena on November 7th against George Mason. And George Mason is a team that has tournament experience. They have a history of making the tournament. And so I think, you know, it all starts there. So being ready to play at the beginning of the season, even before you get into conference play. You know, Bruce has always, you know, preached the importance of having that, you know, tougher um, non-conference schedule. So that later in the season, you know, you're just much more ready as a team. Yeah, and then
3: in mid-December, we got that West Coast swing where we play the University of Washington and USC both on the road, back-to-back
1: yeah. within three or four days. That'll be a great challenge as well Yeah, against uh, two established programs. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that and looking forward to the season in general. But I think unless the other two guys, do y'all have any last comments?
3: Just one other player that we didn't mention that I think is deserving, and that's uh, Leo Berman. Definitely. You know, you know he's 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 been a walk on, I guess since since day one. And early on last year in, in the pre-conference season, he was a key player for this ball club. Oh, absolutely. And he may and, and the the coaches will tell you he may he may be the best pure shooter on the roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a just a great kid. And I think he's played in Israel this summer
1: too. So. Yeah, he played with a, a Jewish yeah. team. I'm not sure of the specifics. But I know that they won a gold medal, I think, in whatever league or competition they were playing in. Yeah. Um, So I I do think I'm glad that Big E mentioned Lior because he is an integral piece as well. Well, I think that'll just about do it for us here at Inside the Jungle. Um, We thank you for listening. And until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.